So, um, this is Pastor Tom, Balzire. Yes, correct. Um, so, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe where you come from, your family, things like that. Uh, my name is Tom, Tom Balazire Kamisi. Um, I'm coming from Africa, actually in the central Africa. Um, uh, my country is called Congo, the Repub Republic Democratic of Congo. And in 2005, we moved from Congo because of the war to go in Uganda, where I spent 11 years. Okay. Uh, and with our family, uh, a group of 10 people, we moved from Uganda here in, to here in America. And I get the chance to have all uh, my family, 10 people here. And 50% of those, I uh, mean, five people, we here together with them. And they are serving God with, with us for the glory of God. I'm married. I have one wife. Uh, <laughs> And um, we live in east of Columbus now, uh, uh, almost three years here in Columbus. Okay. Yes. Okay. And how many children? Not yet. No children? Yet. <laughs> Not <Okay>. yet. <laughs> so in, in the family of 10, were those um, um, like aunts and uncles and uh, cousins? Yes. I do have my uncle. He's just here. No but. <laughs> Um, I have uh, two of my cousins, and uh, that is Katia and Jemima. Can you just wave? <laughs> so uh, others didn't have uh, time to come, but we all serve God together. Yeah. We all Christian, and it's a long story. I know uh, in the way I will have time another day to come and uh, give testimony. Well, what God did to, to us mm -hmm. from Congo to Uganda. We've been refugees for 11 years. Mm -hmm. It was not easy, but the only one who give us strength and to be here today is just because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, if it was not Jesus, I don't know where I'll be. I don't know. And um, another thing I understand is just because uh, he's so wonderful, he loves us, that's why today we can meet all together here. Amen. His love. Yeah. So you show me love, I show you love, and we share that love so to go together in our place because this is not our place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Um, so you left the Congo yes. um, and were in Uganda for 11 years mm -hmm. as a refugee. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit, what, it, what is it like to be a Christian in uh, Congo? Uh, to be a Christian in Congo, 80% uh, of the Congolese are Christian. Okay. And to be Christian in Congo, it's it kind of difficult thing because... Uh, Sometimes uh, things are so uh, difficult and with the insecurity, and no food, uh, no, no medicines at all. Mm -hmm. So people keep in asking questions about God. Uh -huh. 
if God says he loves us, he's there every day for us, why are, are people killing each other? Mm-hmm. Why are we lacking food? Why we don't have houses? So with that uh, going and come out, people don't, doesn't have enough time to be uh, sitting down and teach each other about the Bible, about hope, about faith. They just confess Jesus to be the Lord and Savior, but they don't have time to share the word of God. Mm-hmm. And the way I've found a lot of people, they have those kind of questions and lost their faith. Mm-hmm. So um, today I'm praying for my brethren in Congo, uh, in Africa, to have those kind of missionary from wherever the world, because I've seen them coming, having time, providing, and give uh, teachings to Africans. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't say we don't have pastors and people there. Sometimes we don't have uh, uh, enough money, enough buildings, so to have that, those kind of secure place to teach. Yeah because of this insecurity. Right. So anytime, pray for that, because if we have st- uh, stability, peace, I think people will be stable even. Uh, right, yeah. so, and I think in, I think even in the news this week, I remember yeah. I read about there's some, some new uprisings going on in the country, is that right? Yes, um, uh, something's going on, I think in uh, three places, three different places, mm-hmm. and so bad. Yeah. And do you still have family there involved in those yes, places? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, Sometimes we, we just pray and say, God, to protect them. They're fine, but with that information every day, uh, they just told us uh, they just hit again. We lost some people in the area, those kind of things. We, we don't know what will happen next, but we believe in God. Yeah. Yes. So are there still people then escaping from Congo? Mm-hmm. Um, so the refugee yes. um, development just continues, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, what I t- I'm trying to say is uh, we've been through a lot. And these people you are seeing here is just because uh, of this love of these, these countries. Because what happened in the camp some people came and give us an interview. They took the file and go with it. Our prayer is just if God can touch a certain government mm-hmm. so we can be accept, allowed to come and to uh, go out of the camp, out of those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are we having that hope? Because we, uh, we normally know and it, we can see this uh, country, uh, US is, is, is stable. Mm-hmm. Even if some situation, but you don't have war, we don't have uh, uh, rebels around or people are killing each other every day mm-hmm. for nothing. Um, it, it may happen by accident, but not by war. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when we're praying, we are praying also for those people in the camp so God can open other doors because it's a second chance. I do have that second chance, I, uh, and I pray for it and praise God for it. That's why we're here, praising God, because I don't know how the thing I can give to God if not to praise him and worship him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So your heart's here, but it's also there. There. Praying, yeah. praying for your countrymen and 
and other relatives that they can have the same opportunity. Yes. So um, tell us a little bit about your ministry here um, in Columbus, Ohio. So well, a um, lot of, uh, uh, you understand we're coming from Africa, uh-huh. and a lot of uh, our parents, uh, our oldest, uh, they are coming from Africa. They don't know the language when they move to America. Uh-huh. Uh, kids can have a chance to go to, to school where they'll be learning uh, English. You, you have seen uh, Moses, how he had this good ac- uh, accent uh-huh. of English. <laughs> Not like <laughs> mine. I know you are wondering how <laughs> my, my English is uh, so understood. Yeah, Mo- Moses was the, the, uh, the worship leader who was encouraging us to move. Didn't he speak English well? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when we came here, so those parents could not come uh kind of uh, this congregation because of the uh, language barrier. So when I moved to here with uh, one of my friends, his name is Pastor McCage, and uh, Nobat and other people, we sit down and say, Wait, what can we do? Mm-hmm. So we say, let us find a church where they can give us a, a place where we can start worshiping God. Mm-hmm. So in our language. So we can give to other people that don't understand uh, English to also worship the same way they were worshiping in, mm-hmm. uh, in the country. So we are doing that now is uh, two years, and everything is going well. We have a church of uh, 150 to 180 people mm-hmm. every Sunday to, uh, from 12 to, uh, to 2.30, uh-huh. and it's amazing. That's why we, uh, families come together. You see, they look like a one family, but it's a couple of families coming together yeah. for one purpose, to worship God. Amen. Yeah. Huh. And you, in your church, then, you don't have, they're not all from Congo, is that right? No. We are coming for, uh, I can say, Central Africa, Central East Africa. Uh-huh. So we have people from Congo, Burundi, Tanzania, uh, Uganda, Rwanda, and a couple people from Kenya. Okay. Uh, recently, we have some, uh, some brothers coming from Somalia also uh-huh. join okay. the group. And because those, those, those uh, countries all speak Swahili. Okay. Yeah. So you have the common language. Yes. That, that so unites you and <laughs> lets so you worship together. We are trying to do uh, a service of Swahili English. Okay. So, and it helps us. Sometimes people who doesn't understand Swahili come in because we can interpret in, in English. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it, I cannot say it's easy, even if we are here, but with Jesus is keeping opening the doors for us, for his glory, because he, he doesn't see the group, he doesn't see the building, he just see the heart, what we believe, what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And and we believe in him, I think that's why he laid his hands on us. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows his people by their heart. Amen. Yeah. Um, how could we best pray for you and your church and also for your home countries? Uh, first of all, um, um, pray for us as a community here, a new community in Columbus. 
so uh, people can understand how things move here so they can be able to to have to and to take care of that second chance uh -huh. not to lose it uh, pray also for the church to grow because we would like to grow um, in everything, in every aspect. So this young one we have, so tomorrow they can be great uh, servant of God, not only uh, for African, but for the all nations. Mm -hmm. And also pray for the country, for, for Africa, because we have a lot of situation going on. Uh, as a Christian, we need to come together and pray for peace for that area. Let's, let's uh, take a moment and pray together. Yes, thank you. Father, uh, we want to thank you again uh, for the Living Oak Church that could join us today. Thank you for their faith and their vibrancy and their worship, and uh, thank you for their ministry to us. And we want to pray for their church. Thank you that you've uh, given birth to it, that you've blessed it to grow and to reach many people, and I pray Jesus, that you would just continue to give them uh, outreach and ministry to uh, the Africans, uh, immigrants who are in our community here. We pray, Jesus, that you would make the connections uh, needed for that, that you would provide uh, everything that they need, uh, you know, just basic things like transportation to get to worship. And uh, pray, Jesus, for unity in their body. Pray that you would continue to uh, develop them as deep and committed disciples of Jesus. Pray that you would give them vision for interpreting your gospel into their culture and their community. And uh, I pray, Jesus, that you would empower them to be missionaries to us, uh, to our American culture, that we could know you and understand you and worship you at deeper levels because our African brothers and sisters are here. Father, we pray also for their home countries. We pray for peace. We pray that uh, the gospel would transform from uh, people in their homes all the way to the highest levels of government, that you would be honored in all ways in their countries, and uh, that Christians, your people, could lead the way uh, in bringing peace among each other. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Huh? Thank you so much. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, we'll have a couple minutes to, uh, to read the word of God and uh, discuss about it. Uh, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I'm not good at preaching. I'm good at teaching. So I'm a good teacher. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Just worry about my, my accent. <laughs> so um, in Africa, we, we do something uh, like this. When we read the word of God, we all stand up, we read it together, and not the preacher who are reading. Someone who will be ready will just raise his hand when I'll be saying the, the verse, and he will read or she will read it for us. Can we do that? It's just for the honor. Uh, we need to honor the... Uh, the word of God, we're going to stand up and read it together. Uh, we are in uh, Luke, Luke chapter 5 from verse 17. Just pick up your Bible 
Because when you came here, you came, you know, you came to church. There'll be present worship. We're going to give offering and we're going to listen to the word of God. So you don't come like someone who doesn't go to, to work. So you have to have your Bible. Someone got it? Yes. The mic here, you will read it for us. If you are ready, just come forward and come and read that for us. Can you do it? Yes, do it. I just need someone. Yes, thank you. Okay. One day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house and lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had, had been laying on, and went home, praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Amen. You can sit down. When I was uh, 12, I think, 11 years, we were sitting down with my family, and because I'm coming for a family, from a family, my father was a Muslim, and my mother, she was a Catholic. So they were separate. I would live with my mom, so i never been a Muslim, but I, I was raised as a Catholic. So you know what, what is going on there. After everything, you have to do the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to say it. You just, it's it done. So I was raised that way. So we were about to eat, and we have some visitors. So they say, well, let us pray for the meal. I didn't say anything. I just do. And one of the brothers was there they, among the visitors and say. No, you don't have to do that. I was just a little one, 12, I think 11, and said, you don't have to do that. You are a great man. You'll be a pastor. You'll be teaching wherever in the world. I was in deep Africa, <laughs> in Africa, in uh, east of Congo, someplace called Goma. And when I see myself in that small town and say, Wherever in the world? Are you serious? <laughs> Me to be a pastor? No, no way. So 
since then, uh, he, 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 he gave me something to hope to. My, uh, when I was uh, a little bit uh, grown up, like 16, uh, at my school, they give us those small uh, New Testament. Uh, it has a whole, the whole New Testament. It was blue and, uh, uh, and Psalms inside. So I come in myself and say, I'm going to read all of it uh, on my holidays. When we, we go to the holidays, I will be reading the whole Bible. So because I was loving to go and play basketball and say, no, I will stop going to play basketball. I will read my Bible. So I start reading it like we, we do every day when you read your books, when you read your romance, when you read your journal. Your so it was easy for the first time. But the second time when I read it, I'm, I was not trying to understand it. The, four, uh, the fifth one was easy because it was kind of a story of Jesus and the uh, disciples and everything was perfect. But when I start reading um, Romans, Bible, book, everything now go up, still down, and uh, I didn't understand everything and say, what is going on? I was reading and now I don't understand because they are saying there is... For one man, everything, everyone is now a sinner. And for a, this other one, now we all saved. How this can be? Another place I read and say, it says, uh, the same spirit who was in Jesus Christ is now in you. Now you'll be raised like he raised Jesus Christ. So it was so complicated and I, I have a lot of questions. Nothing can uh, separate you to, uh, to the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing, either death or the angels. And so nothing. I'm angry right now. We don't have a good house. We don't have transportation. So where is that? I have those kind of questions. In 2005, I moved from Congo to Uganda. I was a Catholic at that time. I looked for a church where I can worship because it was our habit to go every Sunday to the church. And I know what was going on. The, uh, someone will stand. Everything we, he will say, I had it since I was a baby. <laughs> At that time, I was uh, um, now a grown-up um, grown man, and I know. But that time, I found myself in Uganda in another church. They were speaking another language. I didn't understand anything. So I decided to go to another church, a Congolese church in the camp. Now it was a born again church. And someone was preaching. At one service, he explained 80% of my questions. One service. I've been to a church for the whole life. I didn't understand anything. But for one service, 80% of my question. I'll say, okay, I'll come next Sunday. <laughs> and I did it. And I have more than what I was expecting. So I have this zeal and to go and look more and more. And one day, I found Jesus and I accepted Jesus. So today, 
we have this story of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus was sitting on certain place, and the power of God was moving around that place to heal sick people. But uh, because I, I, I was reading the Bible, we do have a problem today in the church. I will explain why we do have a problem. The problem in the church, we read the Bible, we heard stories, but we don't understand what is going on, what is revealed to us via that word of God. So, be with me today so we can di discuss what was going on on this sermon, okay? So, we have five group of people here in this story. That's why I ask you to have your Bible so we can read it together, understand it together. All right? D don't lose that place. Luke chapter 5. Can you screen it for me, please? Uh, verse 17 to 26. The first person they're talking about is Jesus. Who knows Jesus here? Just raise your hands. That is good. That is the first group. The second one, they talk about Pharisees and the teacher of the laws. Who knows the Pharisees and the teacher of the laws? Do you? Uh, you know now the hand are, so <laughs> not that, okay. Let's going on. The third group of people was the friend of that para paralyzed man. Who do have a friend here? I do have one, some friends. And the next group, the fourth one, was the sick man himself, the paralyzed man. I do have some people who are sick. I don't know about you. I do have people in my family who need the hand of God to be healed. And the final group, they talk about the crowds people who was around Jesus to hear the word of God. They don't uh, say their names. They just say a crowd of people. So five group of people. Did you see that in your Bible? Okay. So first of all, Jesus. Jesus Christ is God himself. He came to the world so to save us. We know that story. When he came, his mission was to show the love, to give us that love so we can share it from now on to the parala, para, paradise. Okay? Are we doing that? That's the first question. Are we love, we do love each other. I would like you to ask your neighbor, to go to your neighbor and ask him, do you love me? Because I do love you. In the name of Jesus. Try to do that to your neighbor. Do you? Ask him. Because Jesus said, love one another. Not only your kids. Uh -huh. Not only your neighbors. Not only the member of your families. But go far than that. Even love your enemy. We were enemy of God before he came because we were rebel to him. That the Bible says. But he loves us. 
and he sent his son and said, if you believe in Jesus, you'll be part of the family. Now, that's why I can turn to, to Scott and call him my brother. One day I did that <laughs> in my community. And I was asking to one, did you see my, my brother around? I said, who's that? I said, uh, did you see Dan around? We had one of our brother, his name was Dan. I said, Dan? The only Dan I know, you, he's white. you black, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, he's my brother in Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're brothers. Okay? Let me turn to you. Let me just say, you're my brother. I love you. So that, that, is, that was the mission of Jesus, okay? So wherever Jesus was going, the, 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 the power of God was there. And I believe today, because in his word, he said, wherever you be two people or three people he, discussing my name for my glory, I'll be there with you. And I believe because we're here, not because of Pastor Tom's, not because of uh, this building, we're here because of Jesus. He's here. And that power of God is here to do something. That's why the, the singers were saying, the way you come, you'll never go the same. I, do you believe that? The word of God says, when you come before God, you always receive something. And I believe you'll receive something from here. Because, not because we are talking, just because of Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, the second group of people, it was the Pharisees and uh, uh, the, uh, the teacher of the law. So the Pharisees were those kind of people uh, in the... In Jerusalem, in the in Israel, Israel, um, they were there to show, to remind people about God. They were that group of people who are uh, having that zeal of serving God, reading the Word of God every day. Well, having those kind of gang who show people um. The one who have God. They were showing other people they were so holy than others. And when they were sitting, because the Bible say they were sitting in the front. That means in the front of Jesus, not to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Not to understand what Jesus was doing, but to judge Jesus. Why? Because in their hearts, they believe we know God, we know the law, we know the word of God, we have God. What does Jesus need to teach here? So we need to be there to be judgmental. Let me tell you, I, I, I told you, we have a problem in the church. We do have 
those kind of people in the church. Not here. Uh, not here. <laughs> Outside there. <laughs> yes. I don't know about you, but I've met those people. Every time they see sin in everything, they try to show, I'm holy, you are the sinner. So, <laughs> every time they try to show you, the, they know all the verses in the Bible. So, to, to, to make themselves higher and just minimize you. Are you that kind of person? Uh, the teacher of the law were there every day to teach the law because they were every day, anytime, uh, cop, uh, do the copy. Because sometimes the paper, all those uh, um, things they have to read, the word of God was uh, uh, getting old. So they have to move the word of God to other papers. So every time they were writing, if they meet the name of God, Yahweh, they were changing the pen, even wash their hands before writing. They're respecting God. So they know everything about God. But they didn't have the revelation of God. They read the Bible. They copy the Bible. They respect God. But they don't have the understanding. We do have two things. You can read. You can uh, know God. But you don't have the revelation. But you don't have the understanding of God. But let me tell you, it's so easy. Because the Bible says, for everyone who have accepted Jesus Christ to be his savior, the, the first gift he gives to you is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So ask for the Holy Spirit to teach you, to make you understand when you read the Bible. That is the first secret I will give to you this morning. Okay? All right. So these people, every day, they were reading, but they didn't understand. Why am I saying this? Because when Jesus Christ tried to do something, they said, who is this guy to forgive sin? In their heart. The third group of people was the friend. Now here I'm talking about the friend. If you read that scripture, you find out they talk about a couple of people came with a mat carrying a paralyzed man. Their mission was just to bring that person in the front of Jesus. What we have to do is bring our body to the front of Jesus. That's it. The other thing Jesus will do. Our job is to make sure we reach to the mission. Okay? So when they walk out, I know they have their friend and say, because we have heard Jesus Christ is uh, in the area, and we know wherever Jesus is, there is a power to heal. So let us carry our friend to Jesus Christ so Jesus Christ can do something to him. 
When they reached to the place, the Bible said they were not anywhere uh, um, the place where they can go in because of the crowd. People were around, listening to what Jesus was teaching. But the mission, their mission was not to listen what the, Jesus was, not, uh, was teaching, but their mission was to go in so they can present their problem to Jesus. They couldn't find how to do it. So they go to the roof, opening the roof, and just threw their friend just there in the front of Jesus. <laughs> if you can see some people coming in this roof and open it, and one person just come here, boo! <laughs> some people will run away here. <laughs> Even myself, I don't know if uh, I will stay here. But what Jesus see, he, he didn't see the, the, how they destroyed the roof. He didn't see this man, is he okay? Is he broken or what? The Bible say he saw the, their faith, the faith of the friend. The Bible say he saw the faith, faith. Hallelujah. Do you have faith? Not only for you, but also for your friend. Because everyone here, I know, you have friends. You have your, your crew. <laughs> that is the term. You have your crew. And every day you, 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 in the morning, you test to the, uh, are you okay today? You, 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 you care about your friend. But when you are a Christian, you care physically, but you also care spiritually. How is he doing, my friend? Is, is he growing physically and spiritually? Are you asking yourself question about your friend? Because we are brothers in Christ. We have to ask each other how to grow spiritually, how to go forward. Because the mission of Jesus, is, is he sent us into this world to Teach one another, first of all, to accept him. Second of all, to be baptized. And third, he asked us to teach wherever we've been taught. If I'm standing here, it's just because I was taught. Now I'm teaching. So if you are my friend, if you are my brother, I have to make sure you do have everything I do have. All right? So, ask again this question. Are you care about me? To your neighbor, just next to you. And you'll ask the same question when you get home. And you ask the same question to those brothers who didn't come today. Are you care about me? Because the friend, they so care about their, their, their body, you know, the friend, and say, Sometimes we go out, we have to carry him. Sometimes we lift him, uh, we left just him at home. We just leave. So today we have the solution to bring him to Jesus. Because if Jesus do something, we'll be together every time as a friend. I know you have sick people at home. I know you have problems. 
But I tell you today, with your faith, Jesus will do something. With your faith, something will change. Because Jesus didn't see the crowd. He didn't see the Pharisees or the teachers. He said, he didn't even see the friend. He said, I saw only what? Faith. Faith. Faith is just that power inside us through the grace of God who can make the invisible to be visible. Faith is that power who makes something who is not visible, who is not here, something in the future to come and be realized today. Because of their faith, that guy was just paralyzed. And just, I'm going to the, the other guy now, the, 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 the fourth group, the paralyzed man. The Bible says, he didn't say anything. We're going to carry you to Jesus Christ. He was so quiet. They opened the roof, threw him there, so quiet. And <laughs> Jesus turned to him and said, now your sins are forgiven. He was just so quiet. That, that means he knew what was going on. Yes, I'm a sinner. Do whatever you can do. Just forgive me. In his heart, I think, that is saying. <laughs> what I believe is, when Jesus saw that man, when he saw the faith, he needed to do something. But in order to do that miracle, the miracle was to heal him. Okay? But in order to do that, he has to go to the roof. Because the root of the problem was the sin of that person. So he turned to him and said, your sin are forgiven. Now the Pharisees say, who are you to forgive sin? Because we know it's only God who can forgive sin. He's just bluffing. You are doing bluffing. They, are, they were thinking in their heart. So to Jesus to show them, I'm the one you are thinking, I'm God. Let me show you. How are you thinking all of that? He told them what they were thinking. What is difficult? I can just come to you and say, I forgive you. It's so simple. But to go to someone and say, you are healed. It's not that easy. You have to have the power of God. And I believe that power is here. Amina. Amen. So, he told them, I'm going to show you how, well, I'm the one. He didn't say again, your sin are forgiven. But he changed the word. He said, now stand up and walk. And at the same moment, he stood up. He stood because their friend have faith. And now Jesus do something. Amen. Amen. 
The fifth group is the crowd. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of movies. I go to the movie. Some, sometime when I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, after work, when I go home, before going to bed, I have to watch even one movie because I'm so fan of that. I love to, to see the movie. But in the movies, we have actresses. The principal one, then those are around the, the principal uh, actress. Then we have those uh, uh, people in the move, uh, they, they are nameless. They're just standing around in the movie. When the, the principal is doing his action, they just tell them, as a crowd, you, you're just passing. You see people in the movie, they're just passing. Other people are bringing their tea, uh, opening their cars. We don't know their name, but they are in the movie. I, I, I only know their name in French. They call uh, Figuran. Figuran. I don't know how you call them in, in English, those kind of people in the movie. Extra. Okay. <laughs> so, in our movie here, we have the superstar is Jesus, and we have other actresses. We have uh, those have names like uh, Pharisees, teachers, and we have also uh, the paralyzed guy. But we have all other people, their friends. They just say they're friends, but we also have extra in our movie. They call them the crowd. I, I, I told you we, we do have the problem in the church because we have also extras in the church. We are also have the crowd in the church, and that is a serious problem. What am I meaning? We do have in the church those kind of people who just go to the church because the father say, let's go to the church. You have to go to the church. I spent my, I think, 20 or 22 years in my family. I was going to the church because my mother made me to go to the church. You have to go. They provide everything, even the offering. They give me offering to go to the church. They buy for me new clothes and new shoes so to make me go to the church. I was just an extra in, in, in the church. I didn't know what, what I was going to look into the church. I just there in the church. Sometimes I sleep in the church. Why? Because I, I don't have any purpose in the church. I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> that is uh, uh, my problem. But the, the day I met Jesus, the day I understand, I move from the crowd, I move from the extra to be one of the actress. <laughs> That's what I mean. So Jesus was doing something and the power of God was there. But only one person, only one person benefit that day. Why? Because of their friend. The friend was just there. 
they knew what they were doing. They have a purpose of what they were doing. The mission was to carry the person, and they knew the superstar, Jesus Christ, will do something. Why did you come here today? Did you come here because they say some people from Africa will be singing? Why did you come today? Did you come today because some guy uh, from Africa will be preaching with his accent? <laughs> or you just came here praising God, worshiping God, because the word of God says wherever we worship and praise God, God is there. And wherever God is, the power of God also is moving. The people of God, the, the uh, Israeli people, when they were from Egypt to Canaan, the Bible say God was with him like a crowd. And that um, uh, crowd was showing them the way. And we, today we have the Holy Spirit the presence of God. I can even feel the presence of God here for you. The only thing God just needs from you is faith. Faith. Faith not only for you, for your problem, but also for your family, for your kids, for your friends, even for your, the company you work lot of things could happen to that company. But because you are working there, nothing is happening. Because you have God. Hallelujah. Keep it up with Jesus. Because these people didn't go home because of the crowd. You know those extra. Let me, let, let me give you a couple examples of finding extra in the church. You found some people when they say, we have to give for... Uh, we have to buy a microphone, we have to buy a land, we have, there will be people in the church and say, they don't have enough money, every day is money, this thing is standing up for a business. They're just complaining about money in the church. Extra people, they are those kind of people, when you say, I'm, I, I think I will have this week to pray. Ah, you, you, you don't tired to pray. Last week you were praying. This week also you are praying. So you are praying every day. Extra people, the crowd, is those people who are um, a barrier to you and God. I'm not talking about demon. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm talking about people. And those people, we found them in the church. I'm not giving you the job to go and find, uh -huh, I can see him, I know him. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about me and you. So we have to change couple behaviors. The good question is ask myself, am I an extra in this church or am I one of the friends, one of the brothers in the church? The good question is ask, asking yourself, am I having faith? Is there something, so, someone pushing me to go to church? Because <laughs> I have my five group. One day, when I was growing up, 
I found myself in a group of uh, Pharisees. I was thinking I was holy. When I see other people, they are just sinners. I'm the holy one. And don't even touch me because I have the power of God. I spent some years doing that. But when I read the Bible, say it's only because of the grace of God that we are all, all of us here, we are saints, holy because of Jesus. Amen? I found myself, because I had this, that zeal of reading the Bible, uh, and I was saying, I'm a good teacher. Even if Scott will come here and teach, I will find some mistake in his, in his teaching and say, did, did you hear that? I was also a teacher and judging other people. But when I read the Bible, the Bible told me the only teacher who can teach us well the will, uh, the, uh, the will of God is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Sometimes I find myself like a friend who pray for another friend. Sometimes I have problems, like this week, last Friday, I just lost my car, my red car. I love that car because that was my first car here in America. It just took fire in the highway. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> Thank God, we're all alive, but we just lost the car. So sometimes we do have problems, so we need friends to pray for us. And... I spent a lot of time, like I said, 20-something years. They forced me to go to church. They forced me. Sometimes they were not forcing me, but I forced myself to go to church. Why? Because I've seen that I'm married. Eh? That was before. Eh? Before. Because I saw a nice lady in the church, I said, I'll go to the church and show myself because... I need to reach to her. So she's so singer. So I'll be sitting in the front. And when she will be singing well, I'll say, hallelujah. So she can see me. I can go and say, hi, can you give me your number? <laughs> I did that. But today, because of Jesus, I know why I'm coming to church. I come to church because I know I found Jesus, and Jesus will change my life. And not because it's only here I have Jesus. I have Jesus wherever I will be, but I also need to find my brothers, and together we can praise God. Together we can lift the name of God. Together we can pray and make some change in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.